Repetu Biliary Disease and Related Disorders Condition Viral Hepatitis Features Common Symptoms Include Nausea, Vomiting, Anorexia, Myalgia, Lethargy, Right Upper Quadrant, Pain Questions may point to risk factors such as a foreign travel or intravenous drug use. Congestive hepatomegaly levels the liver only usually causes pain if stretched. One common way this can occur is as a consequence of congestive heart failure in severe cases, cirrhosis may occur. Biliary colic right above quadrant pain intermittent usually begins abruptly and subsides gradually. Attacks often occur after eating. Nausea is common. It is sometimes that patients are female for these fat and fair, although this is obviously a generalization. Acute cholecystitis. Acute cholecystitis will find pain similar to biliary colic but more severe and persistent. The pain may relate to the back or right shoulder. The patient may be pyrexial and sign positive. Mirfisine is a risk of aspiration and palpitation of the right upper quadrant. Ascending cholangitis is an infection of the bile duct, commonly secondary to gallstone. Classically presents with a triad of fever, uh, rigors are common, right upper quadrant pain, and joints. Gallstone ileus. This describes a small bowel obstruction secondary to an impacted gallstone. It may develop if a fistula forms between a gangrenous gallbladder and the duodenum. Abdominal pain, find abdominal pain and gallstone ileus and distension and vomiting are seen. Cranchocarcinoma will find persistent biliary colic symptoms associated with anorexia, joints, and weight loss. Palpable mass in the right upper quadrant, corvazier sign, and periumbilical lymphadenopathy, which is called Sister Mary, Sister Mary Joseph Nobs, and left supraclavicular adenopathy, which is called Vercau Nude, may be seen. Open characters usually due to alcohol or cholesterol will find severe epigastric pain. Vomiting is common. Examination may reveal tenderness, ileus, and low grade fever. Will find periumbilical discoloration, which is, which is called colon sign, and flank discoloration, which is called gray tumors. It's described, but it's rare to find. Pancreatic cancer pain is shown. Jaundice is the classical presentation of pancreatic cancer. However, pain is actually a relatively common presenting symptoms of pancreatic cancer. Anorexia and weight loss are common. Amoebic liver abscess. Typical symptoms are malaise, anorexia, weight loss. The associated right upper quadrant pain tends to be mild, and jaundice is uncommon. So, jaundice is uncommon in amoebic liver abscess. Thanks. Hepatitis B serology is important to remember a few key facts. Surface antigen is the first marker to appear and cause the production of anti-S, anti-surface antibodies. Surface antigen normally implies acute disease present for one to six months. Surface antigen is present for more than six months, then this is applied chronic disease infective. Anti-surface hepatitis implies immunity either by exposure or immunization. It is negative in chronic disease. Anti-core anti hepatitis implies previous or current infection. Immunoglobulin M anti-core hepatitis appears during acute or recent hepatitis B infection, M4 modern, and is present for about 6 months, so it's IgG anti-core hepatitis persistent. Hepatitis E antigen results from breakdown of co-antigen from infected liver cell, therefore a marker of infectivity. Example result. Previous immunization, so surface antibody positive, all other are negative. Previous hepatitis B, more than 6 months and another carrier, so hepatitis C 
for anti-core hepatitis positive and surface antigen would be negative previous hepatitis B now a carrier so anti anti-core hepatitis positive and uh, hepatitis S antigen is positive also so hepatitis is antigen ongoing infection either by acute or chronic if present more than six months anti-core hepatitis core equal code so negative if immunized so surface antigen is the first marker to appear and causes production of anti-surface anti-surface antibody surface surface antibody uh, surface antigen normally implies acute disease present for one to six months surface antigen if present more than six months so it's chronic disease infective uh, surface antibody antibody implies immunity either by exposure or immunization it is negative and chronic disease core antibody implies previous or, or current infection IgM uh, core antibody appears during acute or recent hepatitis B infection and is present for about six months anti-IgG uh, core antibody persistence so inform model E hepatitis E antigen result from breakdown of a core antigen from infected liver cell therefore a marker of infectivity so if previously immunized so anti uh, surface anti surface antibody will be positive and all other are negative if previous hepatitis B more than six months ago not a carrier so core antibody positive and surface antigen will be negative previous hepatitis B now a carrier so core antibody positive and surface antigen is positive also thanks hepatitis b and pregnancy basics all pregnant women are offered screening for hepatitis b babies born to mother who are chronically infected with hepatitis b or to mothers who have had acute hepatitis b during pregnancy should receive a complete course of vaccination and hepatitis b immunoglobulin studies are currently evaluating the role of oral antiviral treatment like lamivudine in the latter part of pregnancy, there is little evidence to suggest a cesarean section reduces vertical transmission rates. Hepatitis B cannot be transmitted via breastfeeding in contrast to its IV. So, a pregnant woman offered to screen for hepatitis B, babies born to mother who have chronically infected with hepatitis B, or mother who had acute hepatitis B during pregnancy should receive a complete course of vaccination and hepatitis B immunoglobulin. Studies are currently evaluating the role of antiviral treatment, lamvudine, in the latter part of pregnancy. There is little evidence to suggest a cesarean section reduces vertical transmission rates and hepatitis B cannot be transferred or transmitted via, via breastfeeding in contrast to its IV. Thanks. Hepatitis D. Hepatitis D is a single stranded RNA virus that is transmitted parently. It is an incomplete RNA virus that requires hepatitis B surface antigen to complete its replication and transmission cycle. It is transmitted in a similar fashion to hepatitis B. Exchange of bodily fluids and patients may be infected with hepatitis B and hepatitis D at the same time. So if we said Co-infection is mean hepatitis B and hepatitis D infection at the same time. If we said super infection, that mean hepatitis B surface antigen positive patient subsequently develops a hepatitis D infection. Super infection is associated with a high risk of fulminant hepatitis or chronic hepatitis status and cirrhosis. Diagnosis is made via reverse polymerase chain reaction of hepatitis D RNA. 
Interferon is currently used as a treatment but with a poor evidence base. So hepatitis D is a single-stranded RNA virus that is transmitted apparently. It is an incomplete RNA virus that requires hepatitis B surface, hepatitis B surface antigen to complete its replication and transmission cycle. It is transmitted in a similar fashion to hepatitis B. Exchange of bodily fluids and patients may be infected with hepatitis B and hepatitis D at the same time. So, co infection, which is mean hepatitis B and hepatitis D infection at the same time, but super infection means a hepatitis B surface antigen positive patients subsequently develops a hepatitis D infection. Super infection is associated with high risk of fulminant hepatitis or chronic hepatitis status and cirrhosis. Diagnosis is made via reverse polymerase chain reaction of hepatitis DRNA. Interferon is currently used as a treatment but with a poor evidence base. Thanks. Autoimmune hepatitis. Autoimmune hepatitis is a condition of unknown etiology which is most commonly seen in young females. Recognized associations will include other immune, immune, autoimmune disorders, uh, hypergammaglobulinemia and uh, HLA, B8, and DR3. The three types of autoimmune hepatitis have been characterized according to types of circulatory antibody present type 1, antinuclear antibody, and O anti smooth muscle antibodies. ANA or SMA. It affects both adults and children type 2 until liver or kidney macrosomal type 1 antibodies. So, liver kidney M1. It affects children only type 3 soluble liver kidney antigen. It affects adults in middle age. Features may present with sign of chronic liver disease. will find acute hepatitis fever, jaundice, etc. Only 25% in this way. Aminorrhea is common, anti-nuclear antibody, anti-smooth muscle antibody, and anti-liver kidney macrosomal type 1 antibodies, and will find raised immunoglobulin G levels. Liver biopsy will find, liver biopsy will find inflammation extending beyond the limiting plates, which is mean piecemeal necrosis or bridging necrosis. Management steroid or other immuno, uh, other immunosuppressant like other thioprene and liver transplantation. This is autoimmune hepatitis. Thanks. A Gilbert syndrome. Gilbert syndrome is an autosomal recessive condition of defective bilirubin conjugation due to deficiency of UDP glucuronosyl transferase or UDP which is mean uridine diphosphate. The prevalence is approximately 1 to 2 Percent in the general population features unconjugated hyperbilirubinemia, not in urine. Jones may only be seen during an intercurrent illness or exercise or fasting. Investigation and management investigation rise in bilirubin following prolonged fasting or IV nicotinic acid. No treatment required. This is Gilbert syndrome. So, Gilbert syndrome is an autosomal recessive condition of defective bilirubin conjugation due to deficiency of UDB glucuronyl cell transferase. The prevalence is approximately 1 to 2 percent in the general population. Features unconjugated type of bilirubinemia. Lungs may only be seen during an incurrent intercurrent illness or exercise or fasting. Investigation and management investigation will find rise in bilirubin following prolonged. Fasting or IV nicotinic acid, no treatment required. Thanks. Dewin-Jensen syndrome. Dewin-Jensen syndrome is a benign autosomal recessive disorder resulting in hyperbilirubinemia conjugated, therefore present in urine. It is due to defect in the canalicular multispecific organic anion transporter, CMWAT, 
protein this causes defective hepatic bilirubin excretion so dubin johnson syndrome DJ syndrome is a benign autosomal recessive disorder resulting in hyperbilirubinemia. It's conjugated, therefore, present in urine. It is due to defect in the canalicular multispecific organic anion transporter CMWAT protein. This causes defective hepatic bilirubin excretion. Thanks. Ischemic hepatitis. Ischemic hepatitis is a diffuse hepatic injury resulting from acute hypoperfusion, sometimes known as shock liver. It is not an inflammatory process. It is diagnosed in the presence of an insitting event like cardiac arrest and marked increases in amino transferase level exceeding 1000 international units per liter or 50 times the upper limit of normal. Often it will occur in conjugation with acute kidney injury, tubular necrosis, or other end organ dysfunction. So, ischemic hepatitis is a diffuse hepatic injury resulting from acute hypoperfusion, sometimes known as chuck liver. It is not an inflammatory process, it is diagnosed in the presence of an insetting event like cardiac arrest and market increases in amino transferase level exceeding 1000 international unit per liter or 50 times the upper limit of normal. Often it, occurs, it will occur in conjugation with acute kidney injury like tubular necrosis or other end organ dysfunction. Thanks. Liver cirrhosis. Liver cirrhosis is a significant problem in the developed world, account for 60,000 in the UK each year. Causes alcohol or non alcoholic fatty liver disease or, hyper or viral hepatitis like B and C. Diagnosis traditionally a liver biopsy was used. The procedure is, however, associated with adverse effects such as bleed, bleeding and pain. Other techniques, such as transient elastography and acoustic radiation force impulse imaging, are increasingly used and were recommended by NIFE in their 2016 guidelines. For patients with non alcoholic fatty liver disease, NIFE recommend using the enhanced liver fibrosis score to screen for patients who need further testing. What is transient elastography? Brand name is a fibro scan. It uses a 50 MHz wave is placed into the liver from a small transducer on the end of an ultrasound probe. Measures the stiffness of the liver, which is proxy for fibrosis. In terms of screening for cirrhosis, must make a specific recommendation suggesting to offer transient elastography to people with hepatitis C virus infection or men who drink over 50. 50 units of alcohol per week and women who drink over 35 units of alcohol per week and have done so for several months. Number three, people diagnosed with alcohol-related liver disease. Further investigation must recommend doing an upper endoscopy to check for varices in patients with a new diagnosis of cirrhosis, liver ultrasound every six months, plus or minus alpha fetoprotein to check for hepatocellular cancer. So liver cirrhosis causes alcohol, alcohol or non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or hepatitis B and C. Diagnosis tra traditionally liver biopsy was used, but this procedure is, however, associated with adverse effects such as bleeding and pain. Other techniques such as transient elastography and acoustic radiation force impulse imaging are increasingly used and were recommended by NICE. For patients with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, must recommend using enhanced liver fibrosis score to screen for patients who need further testing. What is transient elastography? Brand name is FibroScan. It used 
50 megahertz wave is passed into the liver from a small transducer on the end of an ultrasound probe measures the stiffness of the liver which is proxy for fibrosis in terms of screening cirrhosis to screen cirrhosis must make a specific recommendation suggesting that offering transit elastography which is called fibroscan 2 number one people with hepatitis c virus infection or number two men who drink over 50 units of alcohol per week or and women who drink over 35 units of alcohol per week and have done so for several months three people diagnosed with alcohol related liver disease further investigation has recommended doing an upper endoscopy to check for viruses in patients with a new diagnosis cirrhosis liver ultrasound every six months plus or minus alpha fetoprotein to check for hepatocellular cancer thanks scoring system for liver cirrhosis for many years is a child poor classification was used to classify the severity of liver cirrhosis however in recent years the model the model of end-stage liver disease or MILD has been increasingly used, particularly patients who are on a liver transplant waiting list. Child book classification scoring depends on bilirubin, albumin, prothrombin time, and encephalopathy and ascites. He will take score 1 if bilirubin less than 34 and albumin is more than 35 and prothrombin time is less than 4 and no encephalopathy and no ascites. He will take score number 2 or score number 2 if bilirubin from 34 or maybe let's talk it about 35, 35 to 50 and albumin is from 28 to 35 and prothrombin time from 4 to 6 and encephalopathy is mild and ascites which is mild. He will take score 3 if bilirubin is more than 50 and if albumin less than 28 and prothrombin time more than 6 and encephalopathy is morbid and ascites also morbid. Summation of the score allows the severity to be graded either A, B or C. Less than 7 it's A, from 7 to 9 it's B, more than 9 it's C. Mild or model of end-stage liver disease used a combination of patients of bilirubin, keratin and iron are all international normalization normalized ratio to predict survival formula is used to calculate the score mild equal 3.78 by or in we will say in serum bilirubin plus 11.2 in INR plus 9.57 in serum creatinine and we will add for this 6.43 the three mortality based on mild score, the three months mortality based, it's uh, if 40 or more, so the mortality is 71.3%. Uh, if uh, the three months mortality based, if the mold is from 30 to 40, so the mortality is 52.6%. If from 20 to 30, so mortality is will be 19.6%. If the score from 10 to 20, so the mortality is 6%. If less than 10, so point. 9% is a mortality rate. Thanks. Ascites. The causes of ascites can be grouped into those with acetylomacitis albumin gradient SAG if less than 11 or more than 11. If more than 11, let's indicate portal hypertension in the causes of cirrhosis, alcoholic hepatitis, cardiac ascites, mixed ascites, massive liver metastasis, fulminant hepatic failure, but chiari syndrome, portal vein thrombosis, veno occlusive disease, myxedema, or fatty liver of pregnancy. If the SAG is less than 11 gram per liter, so maybe peritoneal carcinoma or tuberculous peritonitis or pancreatic ascites or bowel obstruction or biliary ascites or post-operative lymphatic leak or cirrhositis in connective tissue disease.
management number one reducing the dietary sodium number two fluid restriction is sometimes recommended if the sodium is less than 125 millimol per liter three aldosterone antagonists like spironolactone loop diuretics are often added some author some author authorities only add loop only add loop diuretics in patients who, who don't respond to aldosterone agonist whereas other authorities suggest starting both types of diuretic on the first presentation of ascites number four drainage extensive ascites therapeutic abdominal paracentesis a large volume paracentesis for the treatment of ascites require albumin cover evidence suggests this reduced paracentesis induced circulatory dysfunction and mortality Paracentesis induced circulatory dysfunction can occur due to large volume paracentesis if more than 5 liters. It is associated with a high rate of ascites recurrence, development of hepatodenal syndrome or the initial hyponatremia, and high mortality rate. Number 5. Prophylactic antibiotic to reduce the risk of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. Nice recommend offer prophylactic oral ciprofloxacin or norvofloxacin for people with cirrhosis and ascites with an acetic protein of 15 gram per liter or less until the ascites has resolved. A transjugular number 6 transjugular intrahepatic portosystemic shunt or TIPS may be considered in some patients. So the causes of ascites if SAG more than 11 may be indicate portohypertension and is SAG less than 11. So it's peritoneal carcinomatosis, tuberculosis, peritonitis, pancreatic ascites, bowel obstruction, biliary ascites, postoperative lymphatic leak or cirrhosis in connective tissue disease so it's bp bp and set b is for biliary ascites or bowel obstruction and p is for post-operative lymphatic leak or pancreatic ascites or peritoneal carcinomatosis and set is for cirrhosis in connective tissue disease and t is tuberculous peritonitis thanks Spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. Spontaneous bacterial peritonitis is a form of peritonitis usually seen in patients with ascites secondary to liver cirrhosis. Features ascites, adrenal pain, fever, diagnosis, paracentesis, neutrophil account more than 250. So the most common organism found on acetic fluid culture is E. coli. Management intravenous cefotaxin is usually given. Antibiotic prophylaxis should be given if patient with ascites F. Patients who have had an episode of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. Number two, patients with lower protein less than 15 gram per liter and either child poke score of at least nine or hepatocellular syndrome. Nice recommend of a prophylactic oral ciprofloxacin or norfofloxacin for people with cirrhosis and ascites with an acetic protein of 15 gram per liter or less until the ascites has resolved. Alcoholic liver disease is a marker of poor prognosis in spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. Thanks. Hepatocellular carcinoma. Hepatocellular carcinoma is the third most common cause of cancer worldwide. Chronic hepatitis B is the most common cause of hepatocellular carcinoma worldwide, with chronic hepatitis C being the most common cause in Europe. The main risk factor for developing hepatocellular carcinoma is liver cirrhosis, for example, secondary to hepatitis B and C, or secondary to alcohol, or secondary to hemochromatosis, or primary biliary cirrhosis. Other risk factors include alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency.
O, hereditary tyrosinosis, O, number 3, glycogen storage disease, O, number 4, aflatoxin, 5, drugs like oral contraceptive pills, O, anabolic steroids, 6, porphyria, creatinia tardis, 7, male sex, 8, diabetes mellitus, O, metabolic syndrome, features, tends to present late, features of liver cirrhosis or feeding may be seen like jaundice, ascites right above quadrant, pain, hepatomegaly, pyruritis, or spilomegaly. A possible representation is decompensation in a patient with chronic liver disease, and the last one is raised alpha fetoprotein. Screening with ultrasound like and positive or minus alpha fetoprotein should be considered for high-risk groups such as patients with patients liver cirrhosis secondary to hepatitis B and C or hemochromatosis, men with liver cirrhosis secondary to alcohol. Management options, number one, early disease, surgical resection, number two, liver transplantation, three, radiofrequency ablation, four, transarterial chemoimmobilization, five, sorafenib, sur- sur- it's a multi-kinase inhibitors. Thanks. Liver biopsy, biopsy, contradiction to percutaneous liver biopsy are deranged clotting, INR more than 1.4, low platelets less than 60, and number three, anemia or extrahepatic biliary obstruction, hydrated cyst, hemangium, and cooperative patients or ascites. So, contraindication of percutaneous liver biopsy if two range clotting, if iron or more than 1.4, low platelets less than 60 by 109 per liter. Number three, anemia. Number four, extrahepatic biliary obstruction. Five, hydrated cyst. Six, hemangium. Seven, and cooperative patients. And the last one is ascites. You cannot take percutaneous liver biopsy in those patients. Thanks. Ascending cholangitis. Ascending cholangitis is a bacterial infection, typically E. coli of the biliary tree. The most common predisposing factor is gallstone. Charcot triad of right upper quadrant pain, fever, and jaundice occur in about 20 to 50% of patients. So, fever is the most common feature seen in 90% of patients, right upper quadrant seen in 70%, jaundice in 60%. Hypotension and confusion may also common. The additional two factors, which is hypotension and confusion, to the above three makes Reynolds pentad. So, Charcot's triad, if right upper quadrant pain, fever, and jaundice, and Reynolds pentad, if we added hypotension and confusion. Other features raised in filamentary markers, management intravenous antibiotics, and endoscopic retrograde cholangiopancreatography or ERCP after 24 to 48 hours to relieve any obstruction. Thanks. Primary biliary cholangitis. Primary biliary cholangitis, previously referred to as primary biliary cirrhosis, is a chronic liver disorder typically seen in middle-aged female, female to male ratio of 9 to 1. The etiology is not fully understood, although it is thought to be an autoimmune condition. Interlobular bile duct becomes damaged by chronic inflammatory process, causing progressive cholestasis, which may eventually progress to cirrhosis. The classic presentation is itching in middle-aged women associations with Dugrand syndrome, seen up to in up to 90%. 80% of patients uh, rheumatoid arthritis or systemic sclerosis or thyroid disease. Diagnosis by anti-mitochondrial antibodies M2 subtype are present in 
98% of patients and are highly specific. Smooth muscle antibodies in 30% of patients raise the serum immunoglobulin M. Management pruritus cholesteramine, fat soluble vitamin supplementation, or uridoxycholic acid or liver transplantation if bilirubin is more than 100. Actually, primary biliary cholangitis is a major indication. Recurrence in a graft can occur, but it's not usually a problem. Complication, cirrhosis, osteomalacia, and osteoporosis, and significantly increased risk of vatocellular carcinoma. Thanks. Primary sclerosing cholangitis. Primary sclerosing cholangitis is a, is a biliary disease of unknown etiology characterized by inflammation and fibrosis of intra and extrahepatic bile duct. Associations ulcerative colitis. 4% of patients with ulcerative colitis have primary sclerosing cholangitis, and 80% of patients with primary sclerosing cholangitis will have ulcerative colitis. Associations also with Crohn's, but is much less common association than ulcerative HIV features cholestasis with fundulous pruritus, raised bilirubin and alkaline phosphatase, and right upper quadrant pain and fatigue. Investigation PRCP or MRCP, endoscopic retrograde cholangiopancreatography or magnetic resonance cholangiopancreatography are the standard diagnostic investigations showing multiple biliaries structures giving a beaded appearance. P anchor may be positive, there is a limited role of liver biopsy which may show fibrosis obliterative cholangitis often described as onion skin. Complications of primary sclerosing cholangitis are cholangiosarcoma, cholangiocarcinoma in ten percent and increased risk of colorectal cancer. Thanks. Hepatomegaly, common cause of hepatomegaly, cirrhosis, if early disease, later liver disease, decrease in size associated with a non-tender, firm liver, malignancies, metastatic spread or primary hepatoma associated with a hard, irregular liver edge, right heart failure, you will find it's firm, smooth, tender liver edge. Maybe pulsatile. Other causes: viral hepatitis, glandular fever, and glandular fever is a viral viral infection affecting young adults. Malaria, abscess, biogenic or amoebic, hereditary disease, hematological malignancies, hemochromatosis, primary biliary cirrhosis, sarcoidosis or amyloidosis. So the causes of hepatomegaly: cirrhosis, malignancies, right. Heart failure, other causes were hepatitis, glandular fever, malaria, abscess like progenic or amoebic, hereditary disease, hematological malignancies, hemochromatosis, primary biliary cirrhosis, sarcoidosis, and amyloidosis. Thanks. Hepatosplenum megaly causes of hepatosplenum megaly chronic liver disease with portal hypertension. Number two, infectious glandular fever, malaria or hepatitis. Number three, lymphoproliferative disorders. Number four, myeloproliferative disorders like chronic myeloid leukemia. Number five, amyloidosis. So, causes of hepatosplenum megaly chronic liver disease with portal hypertension. Infectious infections like glandular fever, malaria, hepatitis, lymphoproliferative disorders, or myeloproliferative disorders like chronic myeloid leukemia and amyloidosis. Check for what is lymphoproliferative disorders. Thanks. Hepaturinal syndrome. It's a form of impaired kidney function that occur in individuals with advanced liver disease. Individuals with hepaturinal syndrome don't have any doesn't have don't have any identifiable cause of kidney dysfunction. The management of hepatocellular syndrome is notoriously 
notoriously difficult the ideal treatment is liver transplantation but patients are often too unwell to have surgery and there is a shortage of donors the most accepted theory regarding the pathophysiology of hepatorenal syndrome is that vasoactive mediators cause planic splanchanic vasodilatation which in turn reduces the systemic vascular resistance this results in underfilling of the kidneys is sensed by the juxtaglomerular apparatus which that active which then activates the renin angiotensin aldosterone system causing renal vasoconstriction which is obviously not enough to counterbalance the effect of splanchanic vasodilatation and hepatorenal syndrome has been categorized into two types type 1 Rapidly progressive doubling of serum creatinine to more than 221 mole liter or halving of the creatinine. Clearance to less than 20 milli per minute over a period of less than two weeks and has a very poor prognosis. Type 2 slowly progressive, prognosis, uh, slowly progressive, prognosis is also poor but patients may live for longer. Management options number one, vasopressin analogs, for example, trilipressin have a growing evidence base supporting their use. They work by causing vasoconstriction of the splanchanic circulation. 2. Volume expansion with 20% albumin. Number 3. Is transjugular intrahepatic portosystemic chunk. Thanks. Hydrated cysts are endemic in Mediterranean and Middle Eastern countries. They are caused by the tapeworm parasite Echinococcus granulosa. An outer fibrous capsule is formed containing multiple small daughter cysts. These cysts are allergens with, with precipitate a type 1 hypersensitivity reaction. Clinical features are as follow up to 90% cysts occur in the liver and lungs can be asymptomatic or symptomatic if cysts more than 5 cm in diameter. Morbidity caused by cyst bursting, infection, and organ dysfunction. Biliary, bronchial, renal, and cerebrospinal fluid outflow obstruction. In biliary rupture, there, are, there, may, there may be classical triad of biliary colic, jaundice, and arsticaria. CT is the best investigation to differentiate hydrated cysts from a mimic and biogenic cyst. Surgery is the main is the mainstay of treatment. The cyst wall must not be ruptured during removal and the contents sterilized first. This is hydrated cyst. Thanks. Biogenic liver abscesses. The most common organisms found in biogenic liver abscesses are Staphylococcus aureus in children and Escherichia coli in adults. Management drainage. Typically, percutaneous and antibiotics give amoxicillin, ciprofloxacin, and metronidazole if, if penicillin allergic, so give ciprofloxacin and clindamycin. So, pyogenic liver abscesses, the most common organism found in pyogenic liver abscesses, are staphylococcus in children and Escherichia coli in adult management drainage. Typically, percutaneous and antibiotics, amoxicillin and ciprofloxacin and metronidazole. Number three, if penicillin allergic, so ciprofloxacin and clindamycin. Thanks. HIV, biliary and pancreatic disease. The most common cause of biliary disease in patients with HIV is sclerosing cholangitis due to infections such as cytomegalovirus or cryptosporidium and microsporidium. Pancreatitis in the context of HIV infection may be secondary to antiretroviral treatment, especially didanosines and or by opportunistic infections like cytomegalovirus. 
So the most common cause of biliary disease in patients with HIV is sclerosis and cholangitis due to infections such as cytomegalovirus or cryptosporidium or microsporidium pancreatitis in the context of HIV infections may be secondary to either antiretroviral treatment, especially didanosine, or by opportunistic infections like cytomegalovirus. Thanks. Villus adenoma. Villus adenomas are cr- colonic polyps with the potential for malignant transformation they characteristically secrete large amount of mucus potentially resulting in electrolyte disturbance the vast majority are asymptomatic but possible features are non-specific lower gastrointestinal symptoms secretory diarrhea may occur microcytic anemia before hypokalemia so Villus adenoma. Villus adenomas are colonic polyps with the potential for malignant transformation. They characteristically secrete large amounts of mucus, potentially resulting in electrolyte disturbance. The vast majority of asymptomatic possible features are non-specific lower gastrointestinal symptoms, secretory diarrhea may occur, macrocytic anemia, and the last one is hypokalemia. Thanks. Pitts-Jugger's syndrome. Pitts-Jugger's syndrome is an autosomal dominant condition characterized by numerous uh, hematomatous polyps in the gastrointestinal tract. It also associated with pigmented freckles on the lips, face, palms, and soles. Although the polyps themselves do not have malignant potential, around 50% of patients will have, will have died from another gastrointestinal tract cancer by the age of 60 years. Genetics autosomal dominant responsible gene encodes serine, therionine, kinase, LKB1 or STK11 features hematomatous polyps in the GI tract, mainly small bowel, pigmented lesions on lip or mucosa, face, palm and soles, intestinal obstruction, intersusception, gastrointestinal bleeding. Management conservative unless complications develop. So, it's Jugger syndrome is an autosomal dominant dominant condition characterized by numerous hematomatous polyps in the gastrointestinal tract. It's also associated with pigmented freckles on the lips, face, palm, and soul. Although the polyps themselves do not have malignant potential, around 50% patients of patients will have died from another gastrointestinal tract cancer by the age of 60 years. Genetic, it's autosomal dominant and responsible gene encodes serine thyronine kinase LKB1 or STK11 features hematomatous polyp in the GI tract, mini small bowel, number two, pigmented lesions on lips or mucosa, face, palms, and soles, number three, intestinal obstruction like intersusception, number four, gastrointestinal bleeding, and management by conservative unless complications developed. Thanks.